But first, our top story deals with a number of recalls hitting various makers in both the combustion and electric areas all at the same time. Alan Adler is here to talk about it and joins us this morning with this interesting story. Alan, thanks so much for being here this morning. Good morning. That's two in a row, fellas, if you're keeping track at home. Um, happy to be here. Okay, so recalls are, uh, we've talked about it on the show in the past. They are part of the industry. And uh, there's a couple thoughts that I have off the top on the recalls that we're seeing now. Yesterday, uh, during the day, we reported about uh, Volvo and Nikola both recalling their electric trucks. They don't have more than a few hundred of either of them at this point. Um, in one case, it was something that was sort of missed in the in the uh, uh, system work on the Volvo truck. And the other, Nikola, I don't use the word victim, but Nikola was sort of swept up in a recall for a, a bad uh, part that uh, Bendix made. So, But what was interesting about that, I think that the point is that if you weren't sure that electric trucks were real, once they start being recalled, you can tell that they're a real thing. And so that's happening. Now, granted, these are small numbers. Neither of these are, uh, you know, uh, truly have any kind of uh, accidents or injuries or anything associated with them. Um, doesn't mean that it's not serious. I mean, a safety recall is serious. And, uh, you know, so, so those were two. And then over the weekend, we had a couple that popped up. Actually, one was a little older than that for Daimler on, on some windshield wipers. Uh, this is something that probably gets noticed in, uh, you know, pre-inspection that a driver does, can tell if a wiper's working or not. Um, and then the other was something that did have some fires associated with it in terms of a, a heating and ventilation module on a Navistar truck. So just a, a lot of them at one time that, that we're watching uh, the other two, the Daimler and the and the Navistar ones, because these are legacy uh, trucks, uh, you know, 50,000 roughly each, um, you know, give or take. And, uh, you know, so so we report these not so much to point fingers or to accentuate the negative, but simply because they're part of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And with those those legacy ones in those legacy companies, they're a little bit easier to deal with, right? Because even if you're talking about 50,000 trucks or so, they've got the part, they've got the ability to say, hey, bring it on and we'll fix it. But for a company like Nikola, who is already having to really tighten its financial leash and has barely a couple hundred trucks delivered, if that right now, is this a big time effect on bottom line, having to see these recalls now so early in their delivery timelines, then have to go and provide the fix for it? Um, not really. Um, mostly because when a when a manufacturer you know buys a part and the part fails, uh, they typically will put that cost to repair back on the supplier. So Bendix is going to pay for this recall, uh, you know, both in terms of the parts and probably will be reimbursing Nikola dealers for the time they spend to make the make the repair. Um, rarely do these uh, recalls land squarely on the back of the manufacturer. The exception being when it's a manufacturing defect or it's something that wasn't done. For example, take the Volvo uh, VNR electric. That was something that still had some uh, some adaptive cruise control uh, technology on it, but it was not uh, worked into the system for the electric truck. So that one is, you know, clearly on Volvo's responsibility checklist. Whatever it costs to, to remedy that, they will pay for that. There's really not a part involved. In the Nikola case, as I said, it's a Bendix thing. Uh, you know, you, you with the uh, with Navistar, uh, the uh, heating module, that again is an engineering issue, uh, something that they will probably end up bearing themselves. So they all uh, they all vary, but believe me, the manufacturers do not eat the cost of these things unless they absolutely have to. And Alan, as you mentioned, there were no accidents or injuries in any of these recalls. 
as we continue to move forward throughout the industry, if we do start to see any type of accident, even if it's on the, say, you know, consumer side uh, vehicle driving around recklessly around an electric vehicle, autonomous vehicle, do we see potentially that um, even though if it's a consumer's fault that maybe there's going to be backlash on the autonomous vehicle or the electric vehicle itself? Well, I think I think you raise a good point, Anthony, because if you think about the way uh, traffic crashes, accidents work now, the truck driver is almost always blamed whether they're responsible or not. And that's why some technology like both uh, outward facing cameras and, and driver facing cameras are, are becoming so ubiquitous because they will tell the tale of what really happened. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned the autonomous vehicle because uh, Aurora Innovation had a sideswipe incident where a car uh, sideswiped one of their autonomous trucks. Now, granted, the truck was being driven or was being monitored by a safety driver, but it was a sort of a reckless driver who sideswiped one of the trucks. The trucks pull, the truck pulled to the side of the road just like it was supposed to. Um, and, and Aurora says that had there not been a driver, it would have done that anyway. It's called a fallback position. Um, it, it, there was no need to report this particular thing because there was no uh, damage uh, uh, to speak of or, or injury. There's a, there's a threshold for that. And uh, so it didn't need to be reported. But, but you're right that as long as we have human drivers and autonomous vehicles, there's going to be sort of a, a disconnect there somewhere. It doesn't mean that uh, the, the trucks are going to be less safe. They're probably more safe than a human driver uh, simply because they know what to do in a case like that. They're not going to take a, a guess and maybe try to swerve or something like that. They're going to absolutely just fall back. And most of the time, those autonomous trucks are in the right lane anyway uh, at, at a governed speed. So, um, you know, the, it can happen, certainly. But but the idea that uh, they're going to take the risk that maybe a human driver would take, um, not going to happen. Uh, I think that's a really interesting point to bring up. It gives people maybe some place to point the blame if they're not necessarily feeling willing to accept that blame themselves. Alan, I know that we've talked a lot about how recalls popping up right now are could potentially be an unintended consequence of the supply chain crisis and the fact that we saw maybe so many delays and struggles getting these parts put in when they got put in it got kind of rushed on the back end. Do you think that that's still maybe the case and we could maybe potentially continue to see things start to recall just because things were maybe missed during some of that heightened supply chain tension? That's so hard to say because, you know, the, the supply chain crisis wasn't one thing. It was it was sort of a whack-a-mole situation. So some parts were available, then they weren't. And remember, the heart of that crisis was semiconductors. So we had a lot of trucks built almost to completion and then parked. Those are called red tags. And then when the part came in, they were finished off and, and shipped, uh, shipped out. Now, we've seen a real... Um, reduction in uh, in semiconductor issues and so you've got uh, what would amount to you know pretty steady production right now you're seeing that in the early very early returns on, on first quarter earnings, like for Volvo, which had a really good quarter, much better than they expected because uh, they just did not see the issues with uh, semis and semiconductors and, and some other parts. Um, I guess it's really hard to answer that question, Kaylee, because recalls go through um, a, a choreography, if you will, choreography uh, with the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. There's investigations. There are Sometimes it seems like long delays, but I can tell you from having, you know, worked on this for about 12 years when I was at General Motors and doing the media relations for recalls that it is a process. It isn't like one thing and wham, bam, let's get this fixed. Sometimes there are issues with, yes, getting the parts. Sometimes you got to figure out what's wrong because you just don't know what the 
the the remedy is. And so that takes some time as well. But I guess I just can't answer the question of whether we'll see more recalls or fewer. Uh, again, we tend to focus on the ones with the legacy truck makers that you know are of a certain number. There's no one number that we shoot for. And also the severity. Obviously, if there's an injury or a fire or something like that, we're far more likely to report it than if it's something that is, um, I don't want to call it routine or it wouldn't be recalled, but something that might be a, a few hundred trucks or a few thousand trucks. We don't always report those. Um, you know, if we did, we wouldn't probably write about anything else. So I think, you know, in, the, in this weekend, you know, we're starting out with kind of a one trick. Alan, as you mentioned at the top of the show, two times in a row here on Freightways Now, I'm sure we will, I'm certain we'll see you again a little bit later on in the week. If people want to catch more of your content, um, get on the uh, your, your newsletter, how can I do that? Um, well, the newsletter is Friday, but tomorrow on Truck Tech, on the TV show on Freightwaves, uh, Freightwaves TV, we have Chris Ermson, who is the uh, CEO and co-founder of Aurora Technology. We've never had Chris on the show before. Um, in fact, I've never met Chris, but I will tomorrow. And uh, he is truly sort of an OG in the uh, in the autonomous space. He's been around a really long time, uh, co-founded Aurora, of course, but uh, you know has quite a background. And I think getting his perspective on what's happening in the autonomous space is going to be fascinating. So we hope people will tune in at 4 Eastern tomorrow for that uh, on, on, on FreightWaves TV. Uh, Friday, uh, we'll have a newsletter. I promise you we will. I think I know what it is, but I can't tell you yet because I'm not sure. There we go. Always a surprise on Friday morning, Jamal and Adler. Thanks for joining us this morning. We will talk to you later on in the week. Thank you. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall for our first career update of the morning. <laughs> 